All right, we're continuing our preview of all the divisions in Major League Baseball. We move to my side of the country, the West, the American League West, home of the defending World Series champions. Will they repeat? Will a team take over the West? We've got all the hosts of the Lockdown Podcast for the AL West on this show, our preview for 2023. This is Locked On MLB. You are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to the Locked On MLB 2023 American League West preview. This is the podcast where we're going to be taking a look at the division that features the defending World Series champion and several other teams that are looking to dethrone the king. I am your host. I'm called Sully right there. I am an Emmy-nominated television producer who has been a baseball podcaster for well over a decade, and I've been here about to start the fifth full season here at the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Follow us at Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter and on Instagram, or you can follow me. I'm your pal, Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. So by now, you have an idea of how the preview shows are going, so let's bring in each one of the hosts, and I'd like to do it based upon who I think is going to win the division. So I'm going to start off with Jason Burke of Locked On A's. How you doing, buddy? I knew you were going to go there, and uh, I, I'd like to say yes. That is that is correct. Um, the A's have a shot to win this division, obviously. Right. I, uh, they're going to come machine. from behind. I, I love bought it. a time machine to 1989. <laughs> um, we don't have to buy a time machine to bring in the man who hosts the show. That, and one of our first pioneers into YouTube, by the way, he is... Brett Chauncey, but you know him as H-Town Wheelhouse of Locked On World <laughs> Series champion. You can't take this one away from us Houston Astros. How are you doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing great. Just got back from Minute Maid Park sitting on the throne, and it felt good, and we're hoping we're ready to reign, and we're hoping to go back. We know it's going to be tough, but we have our goal set on keeping that trophy in Houston. Well, I know who's aiming for you right now, and that would be the only franchise to never host a World Series, and they want to change that pretty soon. Colby Padnode of Locked On Mariners, representing the Trident. Somewhere Alvin Davis is proud. Welcome aboard, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for having me. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about the best player in Major League Baseball, the only player to hit home runs off of both the American League and National League Cy Young Award winner last year. That's right. J.P. Crawford. Let's do this. <laughs> I know someone who would contest the best player in baseball claim, and that is the host, my neighbor, the host of Locked On Angels. It's the end of the World Baseball Classic, so hopefully there will be meaningful games played for Otani and Trout. But John Frisch of Locked On Angels says, hey, 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 this could be hey. our year. This could be our year, especially with the best player in baseball, as Jason and Colby know, David Fletcher. Right. <laughs> Accurate. By the way, uh, I love the hat bringing back the Doug DeSensei's Mike Witt, yes. Bobby Gritch years. Can we bring and, them oh, back? Can they come play for the Angels this year? <laughs> and hey, last but certainly not least, the man from Locked On Rangers, all the way deep in the heart of Texas, it's Bryce Patrick. How are you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing all right with uh, the best pitcher in the division and maybe the best rotation and you know, definitely the best manager, I think, in the division. But, you know, other than that, pretty chill, low expectations. 
Low expectations indeed. Um, by the way, Bruce Bochy, uh, uh, may my father rest in peace. My father adored Bruce Bochy as the manager of the Giants. My dad was the biggest Giant fan I met. Um, I'll just say this little quick story. When my father was starting to lose his memory, we were testing him all sorts of things. Couldn't remember the year. Couldn't remember this happening, that happening. And I said, who's the manager of the Giants? He said, Bochy. So even towards Bochy's power defeats all. And you know what? Bochy has led the Padres to the World Series, the only manager ever to lead the San Francisco Giants to the World Series. Did that three times or to a World Series championship. Now he's taken over the reins of the Texas Rangers. You know, the first time the Rangers played the Giants in the World Series in 2010, it was an unusual World Series because the San Francisco Giants had never won the World Series. The Texas Rangers had never won the World Series. So it was the last time two fan bases said, well, one of us is finally going to win. And I didn't mean to start off with uh, the Texas Rangers, but why not? Why not? <laughs> um, look, at you and I, Bryce was on the show. I was a little harsh on the Rangers. And John Frisch is like, wait, you were harsh on the Rangers, too? You were You were also harsh on the Angels. Um I'm a little skeptical about some of the headline-grabbing moves that they made that may not be much by the end of the year. But you remain steadfast, especially this rotation led by Jacob deGrom and a Hall of Fame manager at the helm. Uh, talk us through why this the state of Texas might be a two-contender state. Well, I don't know about World Series contender just yet. I'm still, uh, as a Rangers fan, have been hurt many times, but I'm feeling good about the state of this rotation and not just the top-end depth in Jacob DeGrom, but I think all the way through, just the numbers two through six, even seven in the rotation is just way more solid than a Texas Rangers starting rotation has been in a long time. And so far through the spring, I know it is just spring training, but all these guys are absolutely dealing. Nathan Eovaldi is back and touching 99. He looks like the guy who finished top five in Cy Young voting in 2021. I mean, if Andrew Heaney is your number five starter, I think that says a really good uh, thing about where your rotation is. And Martin Perez is coming off his best career season where he was an all-star and a John Gray's your number four starter, which I think he might be, then I feel pretty good about it. The offense took a big step forward last year that people don't really realize because the pitching was just so terrible that it didn't really matter. And this team still lost a lot of games. Not quite sure how the bullpen's going to stack up, but the Rangers have star power in their offense. They have star power at the top of their rotation. And I think they're in a much better place than the general public realizes. Yeah, I think they could do well. I think they could do well. Yeah. Ask me if I think I w they will. No, I will not ask you because I already okay. know. <laughs> <laughs> I already know the answer. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, uh, speaking of hosts who were stunned about how low I had them in terms of their win-loss record and me not giving them any credit for the uh, work that they did in the offseason, John Frisch is here from Lockdown Angels. Yes. Who, uh, your fans hate me. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought I thought the Astros fans hate me. Turns out Angel fans hate me with 15 A's. Because, uh, and, and no offense there, Jason, of Locked on A's, but uh, that was uh, the fact that I wasn't planning a parade down Main Street, USA in Anaheim for the Angels this year, or I happen to think that the best moment for the Angels took place in Miami yet on uh, in the, you know, the end of March. Yes. Um, uh, I haven't been turned around in my, I don't want to say pessimism, I'm just going to call realism. 
of the about the angels. But why don't you explain to everyone why I'm wrong? Yeah, I, you look at the the stars that they have on this team. Obviously, we saw that in the WBC with Trout and Otani in that epic matchup. Just it could only come down to those two at the end. That was really awesome for Angel fans and baseball in general, getting to see those guys on that stage. Now it's a matter of getting them to that stage once again and actually getting them to the playoffs. And for so long, it's been, why can't the Angels get there? They don't have a supporting cast around them. And I feel like this offseason, while it wasn't a lot of flashy moves, it was the right moves in terms of bringing in Gio Urshela and Hunter Renfro and Brandon Drury, because the minute Anthony Rendon goes down, you're not going to Jose Rojas from AAA. And, and all of us go, who? Who's Jose Rojas? And you get to replace him with a Gio Urshela or Brandon Drury, right? And, and you know, they're probably not on the level of a Rendon, but at least they have some replacements. So I think the, the part that's missing from the discussion regarding the Angels is that they finally have the depth that they need to take on any injury that comes their way. And also the pitching is very underrated. The, the, narr- the fun narrative for baseball fans is the Angels don't have pitching. Well, I challenge you to look at the one through four, especially the young guys like Patrick Sandoval, who was pretty dominant in the uh, WBC for Team Mexico. I think that he got to flex his muscles a little bit on a national stage. Uh, he really took a step forward. Reed Detmers uh, has ramped up his velocity on the fastball and the slider. And then bringing in Tyler Anderson to eat some innings, even if he's not quite the the Dodgers Tyler Anderson, it's it's a lot better than not having him at all. And so I really think the rotation is solid. The depth is there. So I, I won't say they're injury proof, but if they get an injury, they're much better equipped to handle that, that this season. Hey, the NCAA tournament is heating up. We're going to have the NBA playoffs soon. We're going to have Stanley Cup playoffs soon. This is one of the best times to be a sports watcher and to be putting some money down. There's no better place to get into the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if the first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet. Then you can wager on anything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the nets. It's all in an app that's safe and secure and super easy to use. So don't miss out on your chance for a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. For the first time since Ichiro was a rookie, the Seattle Mariners found themselves playing October baseball. And not only did they find themselves playing October baseball, they got into the, they got into the dance in about as fun a way as you can with the Cal Raleigh walk-off homer. And then pulled off the unbelievable, I can't believe what I just saw, comeback from against Toronto. And let's face it, they were two swings away from taking a two-game-to-one lead against the eventual World Series champion Astros. Uh, Colby Pat, no, I don't mean to, to end it on a negative note, but we're seeing that the Mariners have been improving bit by bit the last few years. 
And now we're a team that most people are looking at, uh, if not a lock for a wild card spot, certainly a no doubt about it contender for a wild card spot. Yeah, I, I think that's fair to say. Although I think Mariner fans, after the last twenty years, are so battered that they might be a little uncomfortable being the favorite for a wild card spot. But uh, I would just say, you know, I don't think the division is entirely out of hand yet. The Mariners, over the last hundred games or so, they played you know six fifty baseball, which is roughly a hundred six win pace, which is how many wins the Astros had last year. They've gotten better since then as well. They've added Luis Castillo. They're going to get a full year of George Kirby. Cal Raleigh was surprisingly a four-win catcher last year who was on the rise. And, of course, Julio Rodriguez. So there's a lot of reason to be excited uh, for the Mariner fans. Uh, there's still a little bit of, like, I don't want to get hurt, so let's let's not talk about the playoffs yet type of thing. But, you know, we're all in, and it's, it's funny you mentioned those two games. I was at the clincher, uh, the Cal Raleigh home run off of Acevedo. Ty happened to be at the comeback win in Toronto since that's where he lives. So uh, it was a really exciting year for us uh, last year, and, and we're certainly ready to uh, try and do it again. Jason Burke of Locked on A's. You know I have a huge soft spot for my yeah. for the Oakland A's. I love going to A's games. I would love to see them do well. Um, uh, I, and, and, and truth be told, I don't think this is a 100-loss team. I don't think they're necessarily a good team. But I don't think they're as I, I don't think they're as bad as some people are making them out to be because I think they've got a lot of young talent and sometimes when you have a lot of young talent and nobody paying attention to you, there's a lot of you, there'll be a lot of series of I can't believe we just lost two out of three to the A's. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to be a mid seventies win team. Yeah. Uh, mid seventies used to have a much different feel for Oakland fans <laughs> because that's yeah. when they won three straight World Series in the mid seventies. But, uh, Jason, am I crazy, or are the A's, while not a contender, not going to be the pushovers that I think everyone is marking them out to be? I think you're right. I think that they're roughly a 72-75 to win team, maybe 78 if they really push it, but we are expecting, you know, some trades at midseason. That is, you know, how the A's operate. They got some veterans that they need to unload, and uh, those veterans are holding spots that the young guys that are coming up uh, are going to be holding long-term or long-term for A's fans, at least. Uh, so that's kind of where we are right now. But the A's, as, as you know, some of the other hosts have mentioned, they, they built up some depth. Uh, they had a, a full offseason. Last year was the, the first time that they had lost 100 games since Ricky Henderson's debut season. Not even his first full season, but his debut season in 79. And uh, that, so it's been a while since they lost 100 games. And I'm blaming that on the shortened offseason and uh, the, the way that the A's were allowed to build a roster in the the couple of weeks that they had because they had to trade. Well, they didn't have to trade everybody, but they did. Uh, so they had to trade some guys, then they had to go get some some other guys, and they were like giving a lot of playing time to like Billy McKinney and Sheldon Noisy and uh, those the, the ilk right there. Um, the A's, as uh, John said earlier, uh, they have Tyler Wade, uh, but he's not making their their opening day roster. So are they going to be better than the twenty twenty two? Los Angeles Angels, maybe. <laughs> yes. But they, they, they have some interesting guys. Um, I've been saying that I want to see Shintaro Fujinami, one of their the biggest signings that they've had in a while, uh, starting pitcher from Japan. He was once likened to Shohei Otani on the mound. He struggles with command. We've seen that in this spring training. He has been absolutely dominant. He struck out David uh, Fletcher the first batter that he faced in spring training. So he is in the A's Hall of Fame already for just that one retiring of David Fletcher in spring training because that is a hard feat. To get him to strike out, that's ridiculous. 
Uh, but his splitter is 91 to 92, maybe 93. Uh, he can reach tri triple digits with his fastball. He's got a nice slider. Uh, he's an, a very interesting guy. I don't know that he's going to necessarily start on opening day because just of uh, the amount of rest that he needs in between starts because he is a player coming over from Japan. So he needs those those six days instead of the usual. Or he starts every six instead of every five. Um, so he might be starting the second game of the season. So who's going to be the A's opening day starter? Unclear. Uh, Paul Blackburn's going to be on the IL to start the season, but they, they've got some depth options. They got a couple of starters that might be in the in the bullpen to really shorten some games and try and piecemeal some some solid quality innings together. And uh, I, I'm liking what I'm seeing from the A's. Uh, they, they got a lot of platoons right now. They they signed Aled Diaz, former Astro Aled Diaz. They signed uh, Jace Peterson, formerly of the Brewers. And those two guys, if they're healthy and they maintain the production levels that they had last season. Uh, they should be nice upgrades for the A's. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of that going on around the roster. There's going to be a lot of platoons. And so you're going to see a lot more league average play at the very least, as opposed to a, a lot of guys that were, you know, 70 WRC plus 60 WRC plus. You're going to see fewer of those and you're a lot more production offensively, I think. Um, and maybe in surprising ways. Uh, Nick Allen was a young guy that came up and he struggled with the bat a little bit. He hit like 211 or something like that. Uh, wasn't great, but he mashed against lefties. So you put a Ledmus Diaz over at shortstop, which is something that the A's are talking about doing, or sorry, at, at shortstop. And uh, then all of a sudden you can platoon those guys. You got pretty solid production out of shortstop. Maybe not quite Marcus Semien level, but we're, we're approaching that as opposed to the bottom of the MLB barrel right there. And one move that I think that the A's made that is flying under the radar. And I, I, I got some high hopes for Chad Smith right now. He is a a reliever. He's 27 years old. They got him from the Rockies for their second round pick in 2020. And uh, th there's one stat that I think is very intriguing, and he could be getting some late inning work early and often this season. And uh, it's because he's got a 56% whiff rate on his slider. Can he do other pitches? That's going to be the question. Can, can he can command his pitches? That's going to be another question. But uh, that whiff rate is no joke. It had a 100 batting average against uh, I think that, that he could be a very solid option and people don't pay like close attention to the A's to notice those moves. And so I think they are going to be a sneaky team. R Mid seventies is where I'm picking them. All right, let's take a minute to talk about the ultimate baseball GM. My whole life I've wanted to run my own team and I used to do it with baseball cards and Stratomatic and video games and fantasy baseball, but nothing is easier, more fun and more thorough than doing the Ultimate Baseball GM. And I love our new partner and the sponsor today's episode. My team, they're the Honolulu Waves. And we're off to a rough start right now. I didn't do the best job of putting together my team, but I got players in the minor leagues. You can call them up. Honolulu's going to win this. And that's the deal. You can create your own team, managing your own professional franchise for baseball, and it's a dream come true. All the aspects of running a team, hiring the right coaches, hiring the right staff, managing the team's finances, scouting, drafting players, managing those difficult personalities. huh? And you can navigate your franchise, mine's the Honolulu Waves, through free agency and the ups and downs of the season. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable online, on the go. Play as you want and whenever you want to. And now, locked on MLB listeners get a 100% free boost 
to their franchise when using the promo code locked on in the game store. The waves need that. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up in the app store. That's probaseballgm.com, ultimate baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. The defending World Series champion, two-time American League Road, back-to-back World Series appearances. Dusty Baker's go to the Hall of Fame. Everyone's crying. Everyone feels happy. Um, I don't know about now that. Now they got Jose Abreu. Um, hi, H-Town. How you doing? I'm all right. You everyone, know, Everyone here is throwing up in their mouth just a little bit. Uh, you know, um, it, look, look, you know, I look, I get it. Um, but I do, I do say this with all due respect. We're coming for the trophy again. And oh, we're no not kidding. taking prisoners. No kidding. I, mean, I know, you know, one of the concerns right now, you know, t- taking off on the tarmac is we have a lot of big injuries that we're dealing with. Lance McCullers, Jose Altuve. Um, Hunter Brown just was scratched yesterday from a start for um, for lower back tightness, but they said they don't expect him to miss his first start in the regular season. Um, you've got Brantley, who will be on the 10-day IL. He was out of camp most of camp because of personal reasons. We think there's some family issues going on there. We don't know. Um, we're, we're hoping everything's okay with his family. Right. But, you know, Sully, I think – we may start slow, but it's a long season, and I'm just glad these things are happening now in the beginning of the year right. and not in June, July, or August. Well, you were on the show, and I said, what team could lose the Cy Young Award winner? And you still say, yeah, but they're still the favorites. You, well, you know, I mean, and, that's, it's, well, I mean, look, you know, I mean, we have we have Framber Valdez. We have Christian Javier. Christian Javier had he had more innings, I think maybe 12 more innings, he would have been in the Cy Young vote. The guy has swing and miss stuff. The invisible is absolutely insane. Um, and Luis Garcia was forced to do away with this cha-cha slider, rocking the baby. And he's actually been quite dominant yeah. in spring training and the World Baseball Classic. And I told someone today, I know everybody's talking about Javier and Valdez. Luis Garcia doesn't really have a lot of pressure on him because he's kind of the third or fourth guy, right? He right. could also have a very good season on the mound. So the Astros have three top guys. Hunter Brown is looking to make a statement. That kid, let me tell you, um, last year I spoke with him before he went off to the Futures game when he was selected with Yanner Diaz. And I told him congratulations. And he looked at me and he said, I appreciate it. But what I want to do is I want to be at Minute Maid Park on the mound helping the Houston Astros win a world series. Well done. And he did. He <laughs> did. And he had some playoff, he had some playoff innings. And I got to tell Dusty that story at fan fest and Dusty said, well, you know, he is a champ. And so um, there's a lot of good things going on in Houston. Jose Abreu is here. Uh, we, we took the heart and soul of the South side of Chicago and he has fit in. He's, he fits like a glove here. We absolutely love having a former MVP in our lineup this year. Okay, how many uh, AL West teams are going to be playing in the postseason? Colby. Three. 
Ooh, wow. who, who's your third? Uh, the ace? I don't know, but you know, Bryce and John, I am open for bribes. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my uh, uh, we'll sit right. trout. We'll sit trout a game when they come to T-Mobile Park. That's what we'll do. <laughs> Give them a rest day in Seattle. <laughs> John, how many how many uh, AOS teams are playing or won't be playing golf on the uh, playoff start? I gotta say three, two actually. Really. Yeah. Why do I feel you know what your third one is? <laughs> you got to know that. I mean, I, as much as I love Bryce, I got I got to believe my Halos are getting at least a wild card spot this season. All right, hey uh, Jason, what do you say? I'm gonna go with three, uh, sa- same same three, but uh, because I'm kind of believing in the depth that the Angels have built. How many wins do they need is kind of the question, but I'm going to say that they need like 85. I don't know, 85. Been, and then I'll, I'll give them a playoff spot with 85 wins. It's, it's, yeah, it's, you got to deal with the Rays and the Blue Jays and the yeah. East and, and, you know, the Guardians Central and the Central. Yeah. So it's really, it's really a race between ourselves and, and the AL East as well. H Town, who you got? So y'all make me look like the bad guy. I, I, I was going to say, but two. you do that yourself. I was going to say, two. yeah, the, the, well, Astros, the Astros hat does the heavy lifting. The Astros hat does new, the heavy lifting. There's going to be a new baseball tournament called the National Invitational Tournament, and the Rangers are actually hosting because they're the one seed. Um, but no, um, I really think like the Astros, the Mariners, I do think that the Angels could find a way into the playoffs. I just haven't seen it. Seen as believing to me, make me a believer, Anaheim. Just don't beat us up in the process. But seriously, <laughs> two, I think is realistic. I think three is a possibility, um, especially with everybody playing everybody this year. Well, I will I say will for say, the record I, that uh, generally with the Angels, I'm like, well, they haven't done it yet, so I don't believe it. So for me to say that they're going to make the playoffs is a stretch, but I, I kind of agree with we have the same attitude as well just i'll believe it when i see it i right. hear stuff yeah. from our gm and our owner and i'm like yeah i'll believe it when i see it yeah <laughs> for the for the record uh my third team is actually texas so oh no Ooh, wow. I, all right I that's never, it mike trout's playing every game in attitude. seattle <laughs> all right bryce bryce with that with that kind of love what do you say how many al west teams are playing in october I say it's three, but I say it's only the three on the bottom row, the Angels, Mariners, and uh, Rangers. I say how- something terrible will befall Houston. Um, you know, how- hold on, hold on. H. was saying that all these injuries and, and bad vibes are uh, going to have to be hard to fight off, but I think they're not going to be able to do it. You know, I just, I'm not believing this Astros team. I really have to see it on the field, you know, and I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I buy it. You know, last year felt I don't know, six fluky. straight ALCS, four World Series. It, it feels fluky. I, make good. it, make it ten. Then, so, then I'll believe. Let's, let's, I mean, I won't. Let's, but let's stick to this decade. Let's stick to the dusty years. Oh, well, this has been locked on. Be follow us at Locked On MLB Pods, Twitter and Instagram. I'm your pal, Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter. Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Previewing the AL West and wondering, can anyone dethrone the Astros? And we discover the answer is no. This has been the 2023 AL West Preview. I'm yours, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.